Welcome to 7-Minute Torah, an exploration of the weekly Torah portion. I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. This podcast consists of about 7 to 10 minutes on the weekly parasha, hence the name 7-Minute Torah. Some weeks it's just me, and other weeks I'm in conversation with another rabbi or a Jewish thought leader. Thanks for listening. Alright, welcome everyone. Thanks for tuning in. This is a special podcast for me. This week's Parsha, Kedoshim, is my Bar Mitzvah portion. So this Shabbat is actually the 30th anniversary of my Bar Mitzvah. May 9th, 1992, I stood on the Bima at Congregation Gates of Prayer in Metairie, Louisiana, and read from this Parsha. Good times, good times. So what's Kedoshim about? Well, in many ways, the content of this parasha is encapsulated in its name. The name Kedoshim means holy. And this is part of a larger section of Torah that we call the Holiness Code, because it gives the laws on how to live a holy life. So I'm going to read from the very beginning of the parasha, and we'll talk about what it says and what that means. This is the beginning of Leviticus chapter 19. It says, The Eternal One spoke to Moses and said, Speak to the entire community of the Israelites and say to them, You shall be holy, because I, the Eternal your God, am holy. So the Parsha begins with a command. And let's make no mistake, this is a command to be holy. It's not a statement of holiness. It's not a proclamation of the people's holiness. The Hebrew language here, kidoshim tihiyu, is in the future tense. You shall be or will be holy. And here I want to turn to an early 20th century thinker by the name of Hermann Cohen. Cohen lived about 100 years ago in Germany. And he believed that this parsha, in fact, this statement represents the great center of gravity of Torah. He asks, what's the difference between you shall be holy and you are holy? And he writes, the difference is to be derived from the difference of the tense of the verb in the sentence in which holiness is used with regard to God and man. With God, it says, for I am holy. With regard to humanity, however, it says, you shall be holy. Holiness thus becomes a task for humanity. I find this so moving, this notion that holiness is not simply a quality that something has, oh, my bar mitzvah talit is very holy, my kiddush cup is very holy. No, holiness is a mission, it's a task, it's a commandment. And the way to fulfill that commandment, the definition of holiness, so to speak, is then laid out in the rest of the Torah portion. So if we look through the rest of Kedoshim, what we find is a series of laws. And these laws cover all kinds of topics. For example, in verse 3, we're told, You shall revere your mother and father and keep my Sabbaths, says God. So the ways that we treat other people, and maybe especially parrots, and then the ways that we rest on Shabbat, that we, that we connect with God and with spirituality. There are laws here about idolatry. There are laws here about keeping the gleanings of your 
field for the poor. That's what I read on my bar mitzvah, by the way. There are prohibitions against stealing and cheating and swearing falsely against God, defrauding and insulting others. It's a mix, a mix of laws about the ways we're supposed to treat other people and about the ways that we're supposed to relate to God. So holiness, at the end of the day, is about living a certain kind of life, a life where we strive for justice and compassion, a life where we strive to connect with God in whatever way we see or experience God, to build a spiritual life, to build a sense of something larger than ourselves. These are the actions that go into the command of Kedoshim Tihyu, you shall be holy. And that brings me to a story, which is a very famous story from the Talmud. I'm sure many of you have heard it before. This is from Talmud Tractate Shabbat, page 31a. And it says there was an incident where a non-Jewish person came before Shammai, Shammai, one of the great rabbis of the first century, and this person said to Shammai, convert me to Judaism on condition that you teach me the entire Torah while I'm standing on one foot. And the Talmud says that Shammai picked up a builder's cubit and pushed him away, drove the man away. So he goes to Hillel, the other great rabbi of this era, and says the same thing. Convert me to Judaism on the condition that you can teach me the entire Torah while I'm standing on one foot. Now, in many ways, that's an obnoxious question. How could you possibly teach all of Torah while standing on one foot? But Hillel didn't take the bait the way Shammai did. Hillel converted him. He brought him in. He welcomed him in. And he said to them, What is hateful to you, do not do to another. That is the whole Torah, and all the rest is commentary. Now go and learn. Hillel's statement there, If it's hateful to you, don't do it to someone else, is a corollary. It's a restatement of what's in this Torah portion. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18, Ve'ahavta l'reacha kamocha ani Adonai. Love your neighbor as yourself. I am the eternal. So Hillel, he goes about boiling down all of Judaism, essentially, to the culmination of this Parsha. He says, what is Judaism all about? It's about the ways that we treat one another. It's about loving your neighbor as yourself. Now you might say, how could you possibly boil down Judaism to just one statement? And of all the statements, just be nice to each other. Is that enough to be Judaism? And I have two thoughts about that. Number one, no, it's not enough. Just be nice to each other is a wonderful statement. It's a wonderful way to walk through the world. What is it that makes it Jewish? Why is it a religious statement? And for that, I think we have to go all the way back to the beginning of the Torah, where it says that people were created in the image of God, which is to say people are the expression of God on earth. We're supposed to look at people and see God's presence within them. So when we're when we're loving our neighbor as ourselves, we're treating them the way you might treat God. So that's answer number one. It's not just about being kind to others. It's about being kind to others through Jewish eyes because others are an expression of God's very image. Answer number two is that Hillel doesn't just say, go be nice to people, and that's the whole Torah. He continues saying, Ve'edach perushahu, zilgmor. All the rest is commentary. Go and learn. What does he mean by that? Well, if you've ever looked at a rabbinic Jewish edition of the Torah or the Talmud, 
you know that it has a specific layout. The text is in the middle, and then all around it are commentaries, two, three, four, sometimes five or six or more commentaries. And when we read texts in Judaism, we read them through the eyes of the commentators. It doesn't mean, by the way, that the commentators always tell us what to think, that the commentators are always right. But as learners, we take their opinions into account when we go to understand what the text means. Hillel is saying something similar about loving your neighbor as yourself. He says it's surrounded, it is scaffolded by commentary. The commentary of prayer, the commentary of ritual, the commentary of law and mitzvah. All of Judaism, in a sense, is a commentary on this idea that you're supposed to treat others as expressions of God's image. And in Judaism, commentary is really important. It's how we get to the meaning of what's in the center. So what Hillel is saying here is that the rituals and practices of Judaism are meant to lead us to living a life of holiness, a life where we recognize the image of God in other people and treat them as such. And in that sense, the ritual and the ethical are dynamic. They feed each other. The more we engage in the one, the more it might lead us to want to engage in the other. And that's why Hillel ends his statement with Zilgmor, go and learn. Because in Judaism, almost everything is about continual learning, continual studying, continual practicing. We're always striving to become better versions of ourselves, to live better versions of our lives, to know more and more. And we do that through engaging in study. We do it through engaging in practice, which is in many ways a form of study. And by so doing, we come closer and closer to a life of Kedushah, to a life of holiness. But if I can return to this Torah portion for one last second, to those opening words that I read about seven minutes ago or so, Kedoshim Tihiyu, you shall be holy, it says. Those words are in the future tense, because we never quite get there. We never quite reach holiness per se. It's not something that you arrive at and then rest. It's something that we strive toward each and every day, each and every moment throughout our entire lives. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Thanks for tuning in to 7-Minute Torah. Have you checked out the conversation in our Facebook group? Just go to Facebook and search 7-Minute Torah, listen and discuss. Then you can join the group and join the conversation. See you there. 